guys, it's your girl Exclusively L, and I am here and back with yet another edition of Exclusively L Presents. And this time, we are going to be talking to the one and only Sharp Skills, who definitely got the award for Best Hip Hop Artist of the Year. That's what's up. And you guys might want to get into some of these shows. You know, my favorite, Sons of Anarchy, you know, Bones, because that is where you're going to hear his music in the background. That's the type of brother that we about to bring in the booth right now. So are you ready? Cause I'm ready. Sharp skills, you ready? You there? I'm here, ready to go. Hell, what's up? <laughs> what's happening? So how do you feel about receiving that award? That's definitely gotta be something to just have praises about. Um, it was just an incredible feeling, you know, and it's just one of those things where, um, you might not even necessarily be looking for an award, but when you get acknowledged like that, it's just a beautiful thing. And then to have it in Seattle, you know, not out of state or, you know, somewhere else, but people that, uh, you still there? Yep, I'm here, I'm with okay. you. People that, you know, I, I think have, some of them, have, many of them have seen my journey, you know, so just to be acknowledged in that way, it was, it was truly a special moment. You know, and a long journey it has been. I looked and, um, you know, for those who don't know you, they can definitely go to the website, rebelfirm.com. The content is there. The information is there. I mean, beyond a hip hop artist, we've got clothes. I've seen, um, you know, production, music production. So there's a lot of talent that is within this brother. So please go to the website. But when I was there, I was looking and I was like, okay, he's been doing this for a minute. So tell the people how long you've been in the game. Yeah, so I dropped my first album, like my first, first album back in 2004. Wow. And so, yeah, and that was just, you know, me just trying it out. I mean, I, I've been rapping since I was nine years old um, and I got introduced to music at a really early age and, and hip hop early on. But uh, 2002 is when I just, uh, or 2004 is when I made the leap. You know, I just kind of put together the little money that I had, got some studio equipment and just started recording myself. And then I had some other people that I knew, some other friends, uh, you know, one was a producer and uh, he had his own studio. So I'd go over there and we recorded some songs and, um, you know, one thing kind of led to another. And then from there, I just, you know, I just kept working. Um, but I do feel like as of like 2021, mm -hmm. I really feel like a brand new artist. Like, you okay. know, um, I've got six albums out, but um, I feel like the last, like the one back in 2021, it was always me. It's just me turning the new leaf, really, you know, um, just in terms of, you know, where, where I'm going and my trajectory. And, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, prior to the show starting, um, reinventing yourself and I feel like really that's kind of what's happened with me is like um, a lot of people know me from some of my previous material but this is like kind of like a brand new sharp skill so it's, it's really exciting to uh, you know still be putting out music um, in this day and age and people still responding to it listen it's always great to get a great response but I really liked the fact that and you touched on it I just want people to know hey I'm still out here I'm still working you do have a video and you do have a song called The Update and honey, I was grooving. I was like, hey, hey, I was in the green room getting it in. That and Rise Like a Phoenix. Um, those two were the two that really hit me that were um, most current that I that I was digging through the files in in my, my music crates. And um, and that's what I came up with. And I was really, really appreciative that you were able to talk to the people and let them know, hey, this is where I'm at. 
this is what's going on with me. I ain't fell off the scene. I'm still out here working. And I thought that that was a super dope project. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now, but why choose hip hop? Why not R&B? Why not funk? Why not any other genre? Why hip hop? Yeah, it's a great question. I think just the, the hip hop bug is just what took a hold of me. You know, um, when I was a kid, I did a lot of different things. I really got to credit my mom for her support because uh, any kind of creative endeavor that I wanted to do, she supported me in it. So, you know, I was playing <laughs> baseball when I was younger. Um, I acted when I was uh, younger. Okay. I you know, did a couple commercials and things like that. But then um, I just I, I found out about hip hop really through my older sister. Like she used to have these you know hip hop tapes and. I stumbled across them, and this was back when my mom didn't want me listening to that stuff. <laughs> Sorry, you know, mom, dudes, but it played out. It works. It, it worked out, um, and so I, I snuck in. I listened to it, and I started formulating my own lyrics soon after, and um, you know, kind of like the rest is history. And um, and so it, it's just it's just the art form that stood out to me. You know, okay. I just I think the passion behind you know. The, 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 the people reciting the lyrics, um, even the lifestyle and, and just the mindset that comes with like being a hip hop artist. Because really being, a, to me, being a hip hop artist is almost like being an athlete. You know, like That's you gotta have that, that competitive mentality and that edge. And so that resonated with me, you know? And so um, I've always been a, a competitive person. And, and so just like the ability to continue getting better and improving my craft and, setting myself apart from others that are in this sport of hip-hop is, is just fun to me so it, that's you know kind of been what was what's what's come to mind but i love all others i love so many other genres too like speaking of funk and jazz and i mean so many other r&b i've been introduced to all of that and i love all of that and i even try to find ways to weave that into the music as well so oh you, you can totally really tell with myself. with some of the songs that you have you can totally tell that there's some samples there or there's some old school vibes there that come from you know uh the 70s or you know um maybe even some of the 60s with some of the jazz and some of the r&b and the funk that was out back then so i definitely heard that that inspiration playing behind the um the music that you have put together here's what i want to yeah. know because as a hip-hop artist you have to kind of you know it, it, everybody can say i want to do hip-hop but you got to kind of create your own personality have your own flow have your own you know vibe create your own person your own personality what would you do if someone asked you or what would you say if someone asked you what is the difference between an mc a rapper and a hip hop artist. Mm. I know, right? Man, food, a... food for thought, there, right? It is. <laughs> it is. Like, I mean, I, I feel like I, I feel like anybody can rap. Like, I mean, you could go and go to like a karaoke and just like rap. You know what I mean? That's like um, reading it off the screen with a little cadence, it, right? Yeah, it, it's just like, yeah, okay, we're, we're engaged in that the the act of rapping. But a hip hop artist, that's like you you put yourself like you know, you're, you become like a uh, almost like a painter. You know what I'm saying? True. Or like a, a, Picasso, like a, a visual artist, or think of like the most creative, like an architect. Like you take great pride in what you create. You know, and that's part of the reason. Like even with like some of the la some of the albums that I've done, I actually have like an art piece commissioned 
that's influenced by the art or by the you know, by the music that I'm creating, you know. And I do that because I want to show like what I'm creating is actual art. Like I'm an artist with this. It's not just me just getting on a microphone and just saying some words. Like I take time and put work into this craft to think about how these words can best fit within this music and complement and engage the audience or the person listening and also just you know where I'm at and try to dive deep into that space you know so that's to me that's different than just rapping and then I think like with just like the, with the MC part I think it's just terminology like you know originally rappers or hip-hop artists were called MCs in the very beginning you sure. know of, sure. um, you know when, when the art first got started so I think that's just more of a you know uh, of a title a term- yeah a title mm-hmm, thing mm-hmm. you know but I proudly rep that I proudly rep being an MC I proudly rep being a hip hop artist. I even proudly rep being a rapper. Like, I'm not. I'm not just a regular rapper though. Like don't I ever saw. Be like he, yeah. Yeah, so, I saw but, that, and I and I've seen it in the videos. I've heard it in the music, and I've even seen the artwork that you're speaking on that you you've had in a video. Um, to be specific, put that on my name. There was an art piece of artwork um that popped up in that video, and I was like, I need that. I need that on my wall. I need that art. So I definitely see how you're trying to blend different pieces of art with the music so that people have a better understanding for that. And that's commendable because as a hip hop artist, I couldn't have said it better. I'm not an artist, but for you to be an artist in hip hop, um, I think that that's really, really well said. Now, here's what else I'll ask you is how important is it to know? Because see, I went to Rebel firm.com once again rebelfirm.com for those of you guys that are listening i went there and now my question is how important is it to know the business side of the industry as well as being an artist it's one thing to sit and write but there's a lot of administrative ceo concepts in the background that you have to know how to code your music how to do a lot of things beyond being an artist how important do you think that is you know, I, I really think it comes down to mindset. It's like, what do you want? Like, do you want your art? Do you want to have? Do you want to have have it where your art is sustainable? Like, where you can make a living from it, mm-hmm. and also hopefully expand into other areas. You know, and that's what all of the the smart guys did, the big guys did. Like, if you look at your masterpieces, your Diddy's, your Jay Z's, uh-huh, uh-huh. they found a way to leverage the artistry and move that into other ventures. You know, so I think it's paramount. I think it's very important um, because you know, so, you know, some people they just create the art because they want to create the art, and that's that's cool. That's perfect. You know, for me, one of my goals was I wanted to make an impact in my art, but I also wanted to make a very good living from it as well. You know, and, and create a legacy for my kids. And that even goes back to like how I view my my music almost like paintings. Like mm-hmm. when I create a song, that's a painting that goes into our collection that, you know, at some point if my kids choose to, you know, exploit that in a certain way for financial gain or not, but it's part of our collection and our legacy. So I think all of that go that ties into like the business realm where you're thinking about creating a portfolio of products or, you know, uh, businesses, uh, services and businesses, and you try to run that accordingly to the best way that you can. And I just think it's important for artists to view themselves as CEOs, as business, as a business, and that there's so many, you know, core offerings that you bring forth through, you know, your art. So with that being said, do you feel that 
you as the artist, the individual as the artist should be the one running the show behind the scene with the business? Or do you hire someone because you've got the, the potential and you've got the funds to take care of that individual to play that part? Or how big, I guess, would be my question, is it for you to be hands-on in that aspect? Yeah, I think it's the, it depends on the person and, like, what they want. For me, it's it's really important for me to be hands-on because, I, for one, I've heard too many horror stories of artists who <laughs> yeah. trust. Yeah, we have. And, <laughs> right, you know, who have trusted others with their fi- finances and just the, the business side of things, and they end up coming up short. So I was trying to think in the standpoint of like, well, what if I'm both? Like, I have a degree in business administration. Okay. The reason the reason I went to college was so that I could create structure around my creativity, and so I'm I'm fully equipped, you know, to also run my business. Um, but I also think it's important that you have a team, like you have people around mm-hmm. you that you can trust to do those at those aspects of the work that you don't necessarily need to be doing so that you can be creative or you can do the things that only you can do, you know, and, and sometimes it's just the out of necessity where you got to wear all the hats. at And then you level up, you know, and more people see what you got going and you're actually building something that you can bring other people into. And then that's when you expand. So. You know, I th- uh, but again, I think it depends on the person, but I would highly recommend knowing the business and, and you know, having you got to have a team at some point. It's just that what stage did you bring them in? I do think having a team, I, I concur with you on that. I think having a team is going to be really, really relevant. But again, it is where you're at at that stage of building the legacy and building your brand. Um, you know, in the beginning, of course, it's going to be rough and tough and Sometimes it ain't going to be no Afro puffs, you know, it's just going to be what it is. You know what I mean? And you got to kind of do everything. I laughed and snickered a little when you said, you know, you might have to put on all 10 of them snapbacks at the same time and That's get okay. everything going because it's just you. And it, yeah. and you're right. At some point, it does take away a little bit of the creativity because you're doing so much until you kind of can get worn. So just be for those that are listening, be mindful that you know when you start out it is you but as you grow and you evolve you will get that brand going you will have those team members you will begin to build and you'll begin to kind of lighten the load on yourself a little bit so you can get back to the creative aspect but it can get lost so you know tread lightly and be careful would be what I would throw in on top of what uh sharp skills has stated to you guys I know you mentioned your mom being your biggest um, supporter as far as, you know, allowing you to do what it is you wanted to do and move how you wanted to move and always being there, even when maybe you changed your mind. But is that the only person who's shown you the biggest support along the way? Mom Duke's always going to be in our corner. We know that. But who else, oh, if so you sorry. had to say that they was the biggest supporter for you, other than Mom Duke's, has been there for you? Um... Other than my mom, probably my sister, my older sister, Lanisha, you know, um, just, you know, somebody who's kind of watched me like my sister. It was, it was funny because my sister, she would come home and they, she would like catch me like freestyling. You know what I'm saying? When I was younger, <laughs> I'd just be in the house vibing out and she'd just be watching me. But, you know, she's always been somebody who, uh, you know, like pushed for me or, you know, tried to connect me with somebody. And then I also have a, a big cousin. Um, you know, who goes by the name of Stephen Wayne. He's also an artist, um, a singer. And, um, you know, he's the one who let me record some of my early stuff in his studio. And, 
you know, just somebody who, was, who always believed in me and wanted wanted me wanted to see me be successful. You know, so yeah, there's definitely been a, a handful of people that have been there, you know, since the beginning that have just been cheering me along the way. That I think is always great to have a supportive team. I mean, and when I say team, I mean family. I mean friends. I mean you know, Sister Johnson down the block. You know, what I mean? it's always somebody who's going to be watching you. You never know who's watching, so you always got to pay attention. And I think that that's really important. And these are not people that you know after you blow up will come and be like, "Hey, remember me?" These are people that were there from the gritty, gritty, from the dirt, dirt. Like you said, your family coming and letting you record in their studio. Your sister catching you freestyling after you was a little bit of a latchkey kid and she, you know, come home and catch you. You know what I'm saying? So things like that really make a difference. And I think that that is where, you know, the growth happens. I think um, that's where the push and the drive happens behind the scene. Now, I'm an artist too. I'm just not a hip hop artist. I am more R&B. I'm more neo soul. So it's a little bit different from my side of the fence. But I always like to ask this question because I know that there's always somebody out there. What do you say or what advice do you give to those up and coming? Any kind of artist they want to be. You've got the business administration degree behind your, uh, behind your belt. So, you know, even if they want to go into it and enter it from the business side, just what is the advice that you would give to the up and coming person? I would just say strive, strive to be yourself at the, uh, more than anything. Like, just be you because you never have to fake being you. Like, you never have to come up with that. And let hopefully, like, you can let your music be the... Um, your music can be a reflection of your life. And that way you always got something new to write about. There's always something creative. You know, whether you hear somebody talking, you watch something on TV, you know, you, you read a book, you know, you take a walk, you have an experience. I would say like that's first and foremost is just strive to be yourself because I think we just, you know, we just live in a time where there's a lot of people that are trying to like jump on what's hot. But really, like, if you work on your craft and you just stay dedicated to it, the cream is always going to rise to the top. And even if you don't end up blowing up and becoming, like, the next Drake or, you know, um, uh, Kendrick or something like that, at least, like, you know, there is an audience for what you do and and the niche that you occupy. So I, I would say that that's one. And then the second part is, like, if you really believe in what you're doing, don't give up. You know, like you just got to keep going. I'm reading this book right now called Atomic Habits, and it talks about how the trajectory um, for success is often not what we think it is. Like we want success to kind of be like this linear thing and goes in a certain direction. But typically to become successful, there's going to be many moments where you feel like you're not making any progress at all. Mm -hmm. But people that continue to stick with that process, you're not losing the work that you put in. It's being stored up. And then at any moment, it, it's going to shoot up like a bamboo tree does. You know what I'm saying? After five years, you know, bamboo <laughs> tree lies dormant for about five years yeah. or seemingly bad, seemingly dormant, but it's growing those roots on the ground. And then like overnight, it seems like it just takes off. So I feel like success, anybody that I've heard was successful, they always said you got to persist and just stick with it. So those two things, be yourself and stick with it. You know, I, I have a, like a quick story. I, <laughs> I totally agree. When I first started radio, um, it's hilarious. I, I had this Caribbean, Puerto Rican accent thing going and it was, I don't know if you remember Miss Cleo, but it was, like, it was kind of a Miss Cleo thing. And I, and I just, 
And then I reverted back. I'm from Seattle, Washington. So I reverted back to old school um, uh, Chris 1420 and and um, Tyrone and Miss Jangalang was on the radio. And <laughs> I liked how they intertwined with each other. So I kind of had that vibe. And then people would start asking me questions and I was getting caught because I was like, oh, well, you know, where are you from? Mm-hmm. What can I say? You know, I got to keep this lie going or sometime I would slip out of character and the accent would go away. And you know, I had to kind of do a rebranding situation. So I think that that is very important. And I can't commend you stating that enough is please, you guys be authentic, be true to yourself, because at some point, you trying to wear a character or outfit or, or try to dress it up to be something that is not is going to fall apart and you will lose the trust, the loyalty, the honesty that you develop in your fan base. And there is nothing harder than trying to regain that back. So I really appreciate you sharing that with us. Sharp Skills, tell us, man, where can we find you? I dropped the website a couple times, but tell us what's going on. What you got coming up next? What's up? Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, for all things like Rebel Firm, rebelfirm.com is the hub, but I'm also on Instagram, so you can find me at The Sharp Skills um, on Instagram. I'm also on uh, Facebook as well. Um, I don't really use Twitter a lot, but that's also there. I wouldn't even suggest go to Twitter. Just go to <laughs> Instagram or uh, Facebook if you want to connect with me. Um, well, uh, uh, something else is that I'm up to is um, I, I wrote a book. Um, oh, well, 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 hold on. Book. Hold on. We're going to add author to the menu here. That's cool. Tell us about it. Yeah, definitely. So the book is called Elephant in the Room. It's actually my fourth book. And um, I dropped that book the same day that uh, I released my last album, Making Up for Lost Time. Okay. But the book is called Elephant in the Room, and it's a, a got, um, it's a modern day parable about having conversations about race and racial equity in the workplace. Because that's also part of what I do. I'm a consultant, and I work in the racial equity space. And you can imagine after the, the death of George Floyd, there's been a lot of interest in, you know, companies and organizations trying to make their, you know, their institutions and companies more racially equitable. And so I wrote this book based off of a lot of the experiences that I've had. And um, we're doing some really dope things. It's very innovative. Um, just the approach that I came at with the book, it's, it's more of like it reads more like a movie as opposed to like you reading just like theories or definitions but it's like it's about a real character going through some you know some real things that uh folks face in their life so i'm pushing that um you know i got more uh music videos coming out soon to support making up for lost time um you know but in the meantime check out rise like a phoenix um on youtube um and, you know and uh yeah we just we got a lot more coming so i'm really excited I'm super excited. And not only Rise Like a Phoenix, check out the update. That's my favorite. But anywho, <laughs> don't forget to get that book, too. Uh, once again, drop the name Elephant in the Room. Is that my understanding? Elephant in the Room, yep. Okay, so you make sure you guys go ahead and get that. Is it on Amazon? Is it on the website? No, you got to you gotta go. You got Everything got to go through Rebel Firm. Okay, Rebel so Firm. rebelfirm.com. Go there. Get your snapbacks. See the videos. Make sure you book him. Make sure you get some production time with him. Make sure you read up on the racial equity information that he has there as a consultation. You can go ahead and book that with him. Make sure you get the book, okay? And make sure, of all things, that you guys come to the next Soul Cafe. That's going to be February the 24th 
at the Rumba Notes, 5401 Rainer Avenue South. That's where we're going to be. And I'm going to be <laughs> your MC. And I don't mean rapper. That means I'm going to be the hostess. Okay. <laughs> the master of ceremonies. I'm going to be, yes, I will be the mistress of ceremonies. Yes. <laughs> I had to make sure that the young folks know what the old school mean by that and that aspect. You know what I mean? Different audience, different strokes, different folks. Listen, Sharp, it's been really, really, really exciting talking to you. It's been my pleasure. I'm not going to keep you because I know you got a ton of things to do. But I will say to you, thank you. Thank you for enlightening the people. Thank you for sharing your life and information with me. And until we meet again, friends, that's it. Anything else you want to say to the crew before I go ahead and let you go? Hey, I just want to say much love. I appreciate you, L, for having me on your platform. Listen, anytime, you're always welcome back. Next time we have to do this to where I can get you some grapes or some, you know, something, something in the green room. <laughs> that's a fact. The green, the green M&M. <laughs> until we meet again, friends, love is life, life is love. And you know this music is universal, baby. Deuces. <laughs>